This is the Soul Yes Podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Maria, a manifestation queen and business mentor for women ready to build empires and create legacies. If you're ready to manifest with ease, unlock your infinite potential and create a life and business even better than your vision board, then you're in the right place. The Soul Yes Podcast is an activation of your most abundant, successful, and aligned self who is ready to make her desires a reality. Claim it now. I am ready for my next level. Let's go, babes. Welcome to this episode with Fiona Moss. Fiona Moss is one of my one-to-one angels, and I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you. She is a no-bullshit career coach and business mentor. She rewrote the rule book and created the change she needed to not only build a career in which she found true purpose, but which also enabled her to live a reality with more freedom, more opportunity, but more importantly, more fulfillment. Her mission is to support you in escaping your unfulfilling job, discover your purpose, and to transition into a career which not only allows you to create more for yourself, but brings real fulfillment into your life. She is such a living, breathing embodiment of this. Her adventures have been so incredible, and I love the depth of conversations that we have together. In this show, we talk about getting caught in your comfort zones, taking that first step, learning to elevate yourself in ways you never knew possible, dealing with judgment and allowing yourself to think big. I hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to leave us a review. When you leave us a review and send us a screenshot to hello at alexandriamaria.co.uk, you get a $100 voucher towards one of our signature programs or retreats. So without further ado, let's dive in. Fiona, welcome to the Soul Yes podcast. I'm so happy to have you on here. I'm very excited to be on here. I love this podcast. I remember listening to it before we even started working together and it's, yeah, I think it's exactly what it says, right? Soul Yes, it's about like raising that elevation and uh, yeah, just giving life that big shot, that big soul yes. Oh, I love this. I'm so happy. It also makes me laugh as well because we've actually just had a session together. So we're like, we're pretending that we've just started talking to each other, but (laughs) we've just been connected over the last hour. But I do want to ask you, what are you grateful for today? Today, well, especially after that session, I'm very grateful for you. I'm very grateful to kind of, for you to kind of give me that support. And I think then that extends out to, you know, the world that I've entered into and whether you call it the wellness world, whether you call it self-development world. But I think many people kind of start on this journey and always it always starts somewhere and there's always so much room for exploration in it. And I think, you know, we've just been doing a session, as you said, we've um, we've gone into like a sort of a deep meditation and breathing practice. And I think there's so many tools and there's so much, it's always so much depth that you can go into to learning more about yourself and how you can support yourself to keep growing as a person as a business owner as a human being and I think having that support network around you like is is priceless so I'm I'm very grateful for that today I am so grateful for you too. You're definitely a soulmate client. We're actually very similar in many ways, which is amazing. We like to get shit done, <laughs> yeah. which is always good. But I love what you said as well, like peeling away these different layers. I think that's such an amazing part of this journey because, yeah, every time you think, okay, like, I think I know where I'm at now. Like things are pretty good. It's not to say things don't stay good, but you uncover a new level of something that you can kind of unravel or a new depth that you can go to. And it's just, for me, it keeps me really inspired. I get quite bored if things kind of start to feel 
the same old, same old. So yeah, it's really beautiful just always finding those new layers and levels to go to within yourself and within your business as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's just, you know, there's constantly, we talk, everyone knows about the comfort zone, right? And it's just about constantly stepping to the edge of that comfort zone and then beyond it as well. And I think if you're, if you're not doing that, you're not growing. And so, and the comfort zones, you know, we're going to get into a new comfort zone that's going to get too comfortable. We're going to have to step out of it again and again and again. And it's the people who are constantly, you know, like you, like myself, you know, wanting to keep growing, keep learning, keep evolving in, whatever assets of our life we want to do that in you know we do need to keep pushing ourselves and the more we do the more we step outside those comfort zones the more we're going to reveal and learn about ourselves and I think that's one of the most exciting things is that yeah we spend all our time with ourselves, right so therefore we should know everything about ourselves but in new situations you learn things about yourself that you've never learned before you you know you learn more about how strong you are how resilient you are how um you know skills you didn't even know you had how compassionate maybe you are. Um, but also you can also get tripped up by old habits. And I think this is where, you know, just being a human being is is this constant journey of exploration and understanding and management, development, what you know, all those different words, which I think if you shy away from it, that's when you you can say stagnant. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I love talking about comfort zones as well. It reminds me of, um, there's this, I always get phrases mixed up, but it's, it's something like a ship is safest when it's in harbor, but that's not what ships were meant to do. And I always think about as, as humans in that way, kind of, you know, we can stay safe within our comfort zone, but that's not having a human experience. That's not what we were put here to do. What's been a time that you've been living within your comfort zone and what did that look like for you? I love that quote too. I've heard that a few times. And yeah, I think probably the biggest, the biggest period of time was, well, I mean, I mean, largely I could say any time before I was 27, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, did kind of, you know, very similar to your story, very similar to many, many people's stories. Like it's not uncommon. And doing everything, you know, ticking the boxes at school, you know, doing all the right things, even doing things that maybe seem a little bit outside your comfort zone, but kind of were in the realms of social comfort zones, you know, things like going on, traveling on a gap year or going to university. Yeah, you're stepping outside your comfort zone because you're, you're going to live in a new city, but it's kind of socially accepted, right? So therefore, the comfort zone is, or stepping outside the comfort zone is still kind of a bit comfortable. And, you know, moving on to like a grad scheme, et cetera, et cetera. I was just following paths and following ladders. And while sometimes they may feel a bit uncomfortable, as I said, they they weren't massively testing me, so to speak, or testing my level of self-awareness, as I was saying before, or understanding more about myself. And I think the biggest time when I did step away from that was when I left that. I left that ladder. I left that path. And I decided that I need to not just do something new, but actually just step into the complete unknown. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing at that point. And I just, I just left my old job and just kind of literally jumped and hoped that I would find what would give me purpose, what would excite me, what aligned to my values. I didn't even know what they really were at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge leap of faith. And it was a huge step in outside my comfort zone. And it was scary. It was horrible. It was, uh, there were so many other factors that kind of came into it that made it even more difficult, whether that's about, you know, internal judgment, external judgment, you know, difficulties beyond that practical difficulties, etc. 
But through that process, and I kind of mentioned at the beginning, you know, it's over the last few years that I've kind of been in this world of wellness, self-development, et cetera. And it's probably that was the beginning. That was the real start of it. And through that process, I've grown so much in the last, whatever it is, three, three, four years, more so than I probably did in that first 27 years, you know? And I think this is where we get so caught up in comfort zones quote unquote, that society, let's say, set for us, family set for us, traditions set for us. And unless we're brave enough to kind of question those and actually ask, what do we need as an individual? And be brave enough to step outside of the realms of those expectations. We do get caught up in that. That's when people get really confused about what, what, you know, who am I? What do I want? You know, what matters to me? What's my purpose? What, what, what are my values? And it's really hard to understand those things if you don't have that level of self-awareness. But when you do step outside of that, you grow exponentially and you learn so much about yourself that then allows you to elevate yourself in ways that you probably never even knew. You know, some of my clients would say, you know, there's, there's stuff that, I've learned about myself or stuff that I've done I didn't even know was possible because you don't know what you don't know right I love that you don't know what you don't know yeah but you're not going to know that until you get out of that comfort zone so it's about being brave enough to take that first step I actually reposted something on my Instagram earlier which was like a year ago you started your podcast and now people are tuning in a year ago you asked somebody out on a date and now you're kind of madly in love a year ago you uh, launched something and now you're earning whatever from it but the point is you, you've not done any of that because you didn't take that first step, right? And it's just sometimes about just taking that first step outside the comfort zone. It's not about that giant leap into where you want to be in 10 years. It's just like, what do I need to do today to test myself that little bit more? I am obsessed with this. Like, I think it's so powerful because I think, A, it's much more, even though it's leaving your comfort zone, it's much more available, because like you say, it can come through those smaller steps. And I think it also allows for you not to have all the answers. You know, you're not saying this is my point B and this is exactly what it looks like necessarily. You're saying, I'm going to follow the breadcrumbs and see see what happens, see how I feel, kind of like keep shifting and evolving at each step. And I think it also moves away from this traditional narrative we've had around goals. I think traditionally goals have been very black and white, like you hit them or you don't. And I think this is much more, and I feel like this is the way goal setting and goals in general are moving. It's much less actually about achieving the goal itself. It's more about who you become on that journey of achieving the goal and what you, as you know, as you said, discover about yourself and how you you grow through those levels of leaving your comfort zone. I'm curious, when you had this moment, so you've, you've leapt from the job, what were you feeling? Like, how honestly were you feeling? And were people around you supportive or were people just like, babe, what the fuck? We need to have a chat. What is going on here? I'm a massive mix of both. <laughs> um, <laughs> but how was I feeling? I think there was a massive mixture because I'd felt like this for quite a long time that I needed to take this step. You know, I'd, I'd been asking this question for such a period of time, probably about a year of going like, what am I doing? Like going to bed and thinking like, oh, like what, what was the point of today? You know, you want to go to bed and think, wow, you know, what a day, like every day is a day of our life and our life are just an accumulation of days. So if we're going to bed repeatedly going like, mm, that, what was kind of the point of today, then you've really got to kind of ask yourself some big questions of like, what are you doing? Like, what do you want to be doing with your life? Because, you know, 
we all get so caught up of living for the weekend, living for holidays, you know, rather than actually just enjoying day to day. So this feeling had kind of compounded over quite a long time um, of me asking these big questions. And I think by the time I did leave, there was a, a massive amount of relief that I was taking that step. And I think, you know, the hardest parts is when you like give your notice in or you make that decision. That's that's probably the hardest part because you're committing them. But kind of once you've done that, you've you've committed and you feel we all know it when we've made a big decision, when we've paid a deposit for a house or we've done X, you know, stuff, big stuff like that. Once we've done it, it's like, oh, like done. Now I can move on. But then it's like the hard work begins. Right. I personally felt there was obviously expectation of people going, cool, okay, well, what are you going to do now? Like, right, bang, next thing, move on. Whereas I've been through a massive period of like personal stress, you know, equally with like professional stress as well, you know, all of these things compounding and making me just really sort of get to a point where I, I felt like I didn't have a choice at that point to make, decide whether I left or or didn't leave. Like leaving felt like, genuinely felt like the only option for me at that point. So I knew I'd made the right decision. Deep down, I knew I'd made the right decision. It was more about the bravery to take that step because I was stepping, as I said before, stepping off this path that so many people around me were still on. And it's particularly when you're getting to your sort of late 20s and, you know, all your friends around you are sort of getting to middle management uh, or they're really sort of to progress and, you know, everyone's doing very well, particularly when you're living in London and everything's like bang, 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 bang. Everyone's succeeding. Everyone's, you know, living their best lives and whatnot. Climbing the ladder. You know, doing everything. And you're kind of yeah. then going, I'm I'm literally starting back at square one. And that's really, <laughs> really scary. And I don't even know what square one is right now. Like, I, I don't know where that path is meant to start, you know. So I, there was a mixture of confusion, a mixture of, I guess, relief as I said before there was this fear of like okay well what are other people thinking like people would say you know you're really brave to take this step well done you should be taking this step because this is right for you you need to be doing this you need to rest but I did feel and whether they did or whether they didn't I don't know but I did feel like there were there were judgment from other people like well what is she doing you know she's been doing really well up to this point and what's she gonna do now so I guess there was a drive in me then as well, like after that to be like, well, I'll prove you wrong. But again, at that very point, I didn't know what that meant. Um, and I had I had such lack of clarity about what that meant as well. But again, you know, talking back to it, this that's where the self-awareness, self-development work has been so incredibly key because, you know, I, I talk to people a lot about career change. And obviously one of the biggest mistakes that I inform people about and help them to kind of understand is that, one of the biggest things that the problem is when they make a change in their career is that actually they just jump to something that's a little bit shinier. It looks better. And I so could have easily done that. I so could have easily, like I was a buyer and I knew I wanted to do something in like wellness or something like that. So I could have probably just gone and work for like a wellness snack brand or something like that and done a very similar job. And that would have seemed better. You know, a new maybe startup all seems a bit shiny, but it wouldn't be right for me. And I think, but actually doing the work that I have done, it's allowed me to really understand to the very core, what matters to me? What's my purpose? What drives me? What sort of life do I want to build on top of that? You know, in a sense of flexibility of location of work, hours of work, what I'm working on, who I'm working with, et cetera. I have full autonomy over that now, which 
provides me with so much more opportunity in the long term. And I think people get scared of actually thinking that far ahead and thinking, what do I want? You know, that's a really scary thing. And actually, that's quite daunting. A lot of my clients will say this, have this conversation where I ask them, like, what, what, like, what do you want? Like, what do you genuinely want in your life? And we'll do vision exercises. And they find it really difficult because they've not been allowed being on this path, being on this ladder, being in this societal expectation. They've not been allowed to actually think that big or even question. So therefore, you know, whether it's their subconscious or whatever, their subconscious is holding them back from even dreaming. So yeah, you know, you asked me earlier, what am I grateful for today? But you know, generally, I'm so incredibly grateful for that time period, which just really allowed me to literally strip everything back. And it's only by doing that, and I guess having the bravery to do that, because it's hard, that you are able to actually reveal, you know, everything that's underneath and everything that's underneath is, you know, the real magic that is allowing you to create even more. I love that. So much of that resonates, like the whole notion of not feeling like you had a choice to leave. I remember feeling exactly the same. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even that there was an option left really to stay. For me, there was only really one option to keep myself alive and that was to leave. And I had this vision when you were talking about, you know, everyone going up the ladder. It was almost like a game of snakes and ladders. Like everyone's yeah. gone up the ladder and you're like back down the snakes again, like fuck I'm at square one like I need to rebuild this but I think it's amazing that and you know you support people doing this now and covering their dream career because I know in my own journey that was probably the support I needed but I didn't have that was the step that I skipped I kind of jumped straight into Mm. trying to do something and I hadn't thought about what is the vision for my life what does that look like and it's such an important exercise to do even as you grow your business even through different iterations you know every month, every quarter at the, at the minimum, just sitting down and asking yourself, okay, the next step in my business, the next step in my life, what does that vision look like? Because it can shift, it can change. You know, sometimes you achieve those things and you think, actually, this sounded great on paper, but now I'm doing it. Don't actually love it. Like I need to shift this or, oh, I'm enjoying this more than I thought I would. Or I've had this amazing idea come in. And again, I love what you're saying about bravery. I think it makes it so much more accessible to people because I think what people are often looking for when they're making these big life decisions is certainty. And I think it's a real futile search. I don't think you're ever going to feel a hundred million percent certain that you're making the right decision when you sign up for that first program or put that resignation letter in or, you know, start that first business or whatever it may be and you end that relationship, whatever it may be, change country. I'm thinking all these things now. Like, I don't think you ever have a hundred percent certainty, but I think you can have bravery. And I think that's something that is accessible to everyone and that actually gives us back our power in that situation to seek out that bravery rather than seeking something that isn't necessarily going to ever be available and and in that staying stuck in our comfort zone. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think this is what, you know, whether you call it bravery, whether you call it like the need to be perfect, whether you call it like the fear of failure, it's kind of all wrapped up in the same thing. And it's, it's just about you know, being okay with the fact that there's going to be so many different ways of this panning out. But actually, if you lean into it with a sense of curiosity and like a willingness to learn and whatever you learn along that way, you can keep using to to build on because there's always going to be things, there's always going to be flaws. There's always going to be things that don't go well. There's always going to be things that, you know, could have gone better. Of course they are. But if, if you get so hung up on, you know, 
wanting that perfect result immediately, then, you know, you're, you're going to be flawed from the off. And I think if you can accept that there's no such thing as perfect and there's no such thing as perfect outcome, but there is trajectory. And, you know, you were speaking about before about stepping outside your comfort zone, you know, and, and like leveling up in that sort of way and goal setting and like this, how being so black and white. And I think if you're willing to lean into the idea of trajectory and actually what is going to allow me to keep leveling up and no matter what that level up means, a level up is a level up, right? So whether that is by hitting that specific number, whether that is by, you know, whatever that goal may be, if you're willing to be able to be open to different opportunities and for them to come in maybe at different time periods, I know we've spoken about this, right, whether it's now, whether it's in five, three months time, five months time, or equally, you know, maybe you wanted to move to whatever, but actually another opportunities come over there, you know, just being open a little bit more and being brave to accept that, you know, different options will become available. And it may not be what you envisioned, but like being willing to kind of try whatever kind of comes up as well, I think is really, really important. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Say yes more was the thing that I got from that. <laughs> you briefly mentioned it then, but you've experienced some really life altering huge moments within your life. And when things have been difficult, how have you found the strength to move through that? I think it's like, it's incredibly difficult. Like life throws curveballs left, right and center for all of us. Like I am no different to anyone else. But I think, you know, so for my situation, my boyfriend was very ill during my 20s. And like, that's a stress in itself. But then there's obviously the practical elements that come on top of it. And when, when that happens, you do question things. And I think this was largely the catalyst that makes me question, you know, you know, he can't enjoy life in the way that he wants to be enjoying it. So why, why am I choosing to be in a role that I don't enjoy? And it doesn't bring me any value. It doesn't bring me any person. I can live my life to the full in theory. You know, obviously there's this additional stress and responsibility, but I'm fit and healthy and well. And there are things that happen in life, which we can't control. And I talk about purpose a lot in my work, right? And I think, that my purpose, and I've done so much work on my own purpose that it's almost like such a core, like deep level right now. And I've really recognized that the reason I do why I do is because there is so much that happens in life that you can't control, which is unpreventable. Okay. Such as that situation. Now you can control 95% of things that do cause you stress, i.e. your job. If you don't enjoy it and it's causing you significant amount of stress and you know, it's causing problems in your relationship, it's causing health problems like we both experience, you know, if it's all of those effects which are manifesting in your life, which you don't want, you can prevent them if you're brave enough to take some of those steps. So like the core purpose of my work is about preventing the preventable. And so that you have the energy and the capacity to when life does throw you those curveballs, because they it will, you know, to be able to manage it in a lot more of a stronger um, mindset, but also physically as well, because it, it, it does drain you. But I think, how did I find the strength? I think a lot of it comes from ensuring that you have the right network around you, having the right people to lean into. And I think uh, just a big part of it is recognizing, is asking yourself some of those big questions and actually being prepared to take some of those big leaps. You know, as I said, it took me a long time to do that. So, 
you know, but once you've taken that first step, it kind of then allows you to take that next step and that next step. And it's the hardest thing is taking that first step. The hardest thing is handing in that notice and then doing more of what supports you. So this is why I've set up my podcast, which you were on the other, the other week. So um, your <laughs> listeners can listen to that, but we talk a lot about you first, right? And the, obviously the, the, the podcast is called you first for the reason that when you put yourself first, it's going to allow you to support yourself through those situations and therefore allow yourself to be the best version of yourself so that you can be a better version of yourself for other people. So and I, it's kind of from, you know, my own personal experiences where that's really stemmed from, because in order for me to manage that situation and to manage my life and the stresses and, you know, be there for more for my boyfriend and show up for other people, et cetera, et cetera. I really needed to strip everything back and start to put myself first more. And that meant stripping stuff back that didn't serve me. So a big part of that was my my work and adding in stuff that was really supporting me. And I went through a massive period of exploration like that. I just did everything wellness. And I guess living in London, you kind of have that luxury, you know, but I tried everything and I just wanted to see what works for me, what's going to help me through this period. And whether that was therapy or acupuncture or kinesiology or um, different energy healers, you know, different types of exercise classes. I just did everything. And as I did that, you know, I learned more about myself. I learned more about as well what interested me and kind of supported me in my whole exploration with my work. But just the more and more I did, I built a level of resilience, strength, courage, understanding about what I needed to help me through days where I was just having a really shit day or time periods where I was having a really shit time. And and then I created a toolbox, which, you know, if I needed to, I could lean on from time to time. So I think, as I said, you know, it's about firstly taking that step, taking that first step to allow yourself, you know, the opportunity to do all those things, but also, you know, doing things like, as I said, that are going to allow you to create more time for yourself. They're going to allow you to look after yourself in a way, creating that toolbox, stripping back stuff that's not serving you. And whether that's a job or whether that's a environment or whether that's people around you that are extremely toxic, it's about being brave to to just say, you know, I need to put myself first right now because this is a period of time that is extremely difficult. And if I don't, you know, then I'm not going to be able to support my, myself or other people through this time either. What I find so inspiring about you is the way that you share about choice and you take such personal responsibility for it because I think it's amazing the way that we have empathy for others and we're much more aware of others and what may be going on for them. This is you know something that's been amazing but I think within that sometimes there can be a lack of personal responsibility and recognizing that you have a choice I think it's so easy to become submerged by the voices that are telling you otherwise but actually the only real way that you can be empowered and take back control and manifest create whatever word you like to attach to it your emotional state your reality it really I I think it's incredible just hearing you say that despite the difficult situation you were dealt still saying it was my choice to decide how I wanted to show up in the world and and what I what I would move through and I love what you said about all the different um things that you went to because like I was like this is a bit of me so (laughs) I want to know what was what was the weirdest one that what was like the one that just felt like so out there that you're like "Mm, not sure this is for me 
Um, there was probably quite a few. I felt like kinesiology was quite quite strange, but I kind of like quite liked it. I kind of accepted yeah. it. There was another energy. I don't know what it was actually called, but there was another energy one that, yeah, when I went back and I did tell people about it, they thought I was genuinely mad. Just people like humming over me or something, just like waving hands. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what I was doing, but <laughs> that I happened. Amazing. <laughs> and which one, which ones did you find really resonated? Like what were some of the most amazing tools that are maybe still in your toolbox now? I love acupuncture and um, I find it, it helps me in so many ways. Like I, whether that's just to de-stress and just support my mindset and calm down, but also like physiologically. So like through that whole period of stress, I, you know, like my periods, well, I just lost, like lost my periods through stress. So that was a bit of a stress trying to get them back. And even like acupuncture, like we worked a lot on like helping me through that. And like that really, really helped. So I would probably say that's the biggest thing. Exercise has kind of always been in my toolbox as like a, a stress reliever or you know, just release those endorphins. But acupuncture is something that I'd go back to time and time again. It also does help when you have an amazing practitioner or acupuncturist who you get on with really well. And like, she's amazing. I almost like want to, like, she's in London now and I'm not, and I want to just like take her with me. So um, yeah, but I think that was the biggest thing for me. But again, you, you learn things and you learn tools. So, you know, whilst breathing practices, meditation, they're not, in my daily toolbox but they're there right so when I do need them or I have a period of time where I want to lean into them I now understand about them and they're not so like out there that I'm you know like well I've not I've got no idea what I need to do now and I've got no tools to kind of support myself if you've got the toolbox ready for you it doesn't mean you have to use everything every single day but if you've got it ready for you then it can really help you when you do have those periods of time where you do need to strip everything back and do a bit more self-care which is kind of stuff that we've been talking about today in the session as well. <laughs> I love that and I think what's what's really beautiful as well is that openness and willingness to try things like you know I think sometimes again people have a conception like oh well I don't know what works for me but I think it starts with a a willingness to try and I don't think I've ever shared this before um but I had really bad eczema when I was younger and particularly in my teenage years and you know eczema is another form of just stress and imbalance showing you know outwardly or it definitely was the case for me and I had tried everything like mm. you know um restrictory diets creams like just everything that you can think of and it was an acupuncturist who is I had the same feeling she's in Manchester like I go see her and she's like stick your tongue out give me your pulse tell yeah. me off yeah. and stick those <laughs> needles in me um but she cleared it she completely cleared it and even after that, if I'd have like a small flare up, I would go back and it would be completely gone. And like, I have scarring from it. It was awful. But I, yeah, I'm just backing you on this acupuncture thing. Like I cannot, I cannot I go, I could go on and on about how amazing it is. Yeah. Um, really, really amazing tool. And for so many things as well, you know, physical ailments, mental ailments. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also the point as well. It's like what works for you, right? Because there are so many tools out there. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, if you took exercise in isolation, not everyone loves every single type of exercise. Like I hate running, you know? Oh my God, me too. Like you'll never, never catch me just going for a run. Well, I say never, that's a bit, but you know, you wouldn't, like it's not what I enjoy, but some people would hate the exercise I do. And it's, but there are so many other tools out there in the world. And it's just finding specifically what works for you and you know what lights you up what makes you feel better 
And whether it's sometimes it's with anything, whether it's a placebo effect, like who knows with certain things, but it doesn't matter in my opinion. If it gives you the results that you need, it gives you the results. A hundred, a hundred million percent. I love this. I want to ask you a little bit actually about your next adventure because you're doing something very exciting, which Mm -hmm. is coming up. Where are you off to? Can you can you share with us a little bit about the adventure to come? I can, yeah. So in three weeks from today, um, well, yeah, yeah, from today, wow. Um, I'm moving out to Central America slash kind of South America, and I'm going to be literally picking up my laptop and taking it with me and taking my life and my business across the Atlantic to work from. I'm going to be going through four countries. I'm going to be traveling through Mexico to Guatemala, Colombia, and Peru, and then who knows, Alex, who knows? Um, But yeah, it's very exciting. And it's exactly what I wanted from my business, which is when I spoke about earlier, like getting really clear about what do I want from my business? And a big thing was flexibility in terms of location. Now, that kind of did originally start from the fact that my parents are in the Northwest, I was living in London, my boyfriend was up in Newcastle, my brother lives in Italy. So there was a lot of geographical that's like, I don't know, everyone was all over the place. But I also wanted to be able to just kind of have that flexibility and be like, cool, well, I can go and live out somewhere if I wanted to. If I, you know, I lived in Madrid for a year after uni. And if I wanted to go back out there and do something like that, I could. I probably also didn't think in my mind, like what the extent of the possibilities were to a degree. But I guess that was also because I was quite limited at that point with other responsibilities. But now, and then, then we've had a pandemic. Um, but <laughs> now, now I've just decided, you know, I'm going to go away anyway. Yeah, so I'm going to be moving out to Central America. I actually did this last summer as well. And I um, I went to live in Italy for a few months over the summer and just literally just picked up my laptop and went and lived out there. So yeah, it just, it's so exciting because, I mean, it's incredibly exciting thinking about the next few months and then beyond that is, you know, there is a lot of unknowns. But I do think that, as I said before, you know, through periods of exploration through putting yourself out of your comfort zone and you do understand and learn so much and I'm leaning into that understanding now and how much I've learned about how, you know when you put yourself out of your comfort zone when you learn more that next step will will show up and I'm trusting that um, from all my experiences before that you know come January the 1st when my my trip officially sort of finishes I'll know that next step and I'll know where I want to you know, move to next in South America because I do want to carry on doing this and I don't really see myself just kind of cool I'm going to come back and then just you know plod on with life as I have been doing for the last or we all have been doing for the last sort of 18 months but kind of constantly seeking out that adventure and that life I guess and just wanting to absorb and experience life to like its fullest and I think with that comes, you know, there's so there's so much unknown, but there's also so so much exciting possibilities as well. And it, again, you know, it comes back to the word that you used before, which is choice. And I, I love that word because you'll hear people going, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, I wish I could X, Y, Z, whether it's going to live out Central America and South America, whether it's something else, you can, right? It might not be that it's so simple that you can book a flight tomorrow and head out there. But if you start putting things in place now, maybe in three years you could, maybe in four years you could, you know, or maybe if you start having conversations around your your work about what is available to you, what choices do you have right now? 
you know, things can happen, but you do have to take that sense of personal responsibility to be the one that dictates what happens rather than allowing things to be dictated for you. And I think that's why people get so stuck is that they just think that, you know, well, life happens to you rather than actually taking the reins and actually choosing to decide what you want your life to look like. I love this. I was going to ask you what a soul yes is, but I feel like it was so weaved into your answer then because I loved what you were saying about just living life and like that's not a new, you know, fully experiencing life and that's not necessarily within your comfort zone and it doesn't come without fear or any of these things, but just, yeah, just truly having those experiences and I really wanted you to to share that as well, not just because, you know, I, I love how much you embody everything that you're talking about, you know, you really are one of those people walking your talk, but also because to show what's possible to other people because I was that person who was like other people get to do that that's not for me you know I genuinely was sat in my work cubicle scrolling Instagram thinking look at all these lucky fuckers Mm -hmm. getting to do all this stuff with their life that I'll never get to do and I think the more you hear other amazing women doing it and seeing how possible and viable it is the more it just really sparks that within you that recognition that it it can be for you too so maybe there's someone listening that's going to come join us in South America I love that we're going to be in Mexico City at the same time as well bye that's so random (laughs) yeah so this so you were going to Mexico City already and I was like we're not going to be going back to Mexico or if we do we'll be in Tulum but due to certain travel rules at the moment we can't get to Cancun and we need some papers stamping in Mexico City so all the timing is aligned that we are going to be in Mexico City at the same time which I freaking love so exciting so exciting um I want to ask you before we go into our quick fire question and I'm going to ask yeah I'm going to ask you this one is there a book that you've really enjoyed or has really inspired you on your journey and what would that book recommendation be it's funny that because we've just had a big conversation about books before, haven't we? I mean, there's so <laughs> there's so many books that I love for many different reasons. I think um, one of my favorite books, which I'll, I'll, I'll share with your listeners, is um, a book that I recommend to all my clients. And it's a book called Be More Pirate. And it's by a guy called Sam Conniff. And the book, essentially, the premise of the book is that he talks about pirates and the history of pirates and how they were such rule breakers and game changers. And they really laid the path for, you know, many revolutionary ideas that actually sometimes took centuries to kind of actually get embedded into societies, you know, like equal rights and women actually being in charge of the ship and, you know, more multicultural ships and things like that. Like pirates did all those things. And they think about when pirates were, there's still stuff in our society now where they're not, things like that aren't exactly equal. So they were just so ahead of their time. And I mean, there are a few examples, but there's many, many examples in the book where he talks about it. And basically what he's talking about is this concept that we should all kind of start to be more pirate in a sense of actually start questioning rules that don't really make sense to us and not break rules for the sake of breaking rules and be a rebel without a cause I think he calls it but actually be a rebel with a cause like actually get really clear about what do you want what's what's important to you what are your values and actually if the rules that are around that don't really work for you then don't be scared to break them and actually create your own sort of set of rules within that as well so I mean it's an amazing book if you do feel confined by 
social expectations or uh, that there are these rules around you that you therefore you can't live your life you know somebody like ourselves and the example you just gave where you're flicking through Instagram and going why can someone else do that and I can't it's probably because you feel confined by some sort of rules. So I would suggest anyone that feels like that, I'd highly recommend reading it. As a little tip, there are two books and it's the first one you want to be reading. I think it's the black one that you don't want to be reading. It's the pink one. But it's one of my favorite books I read last year and I recommend it. As I say, I recommend it to all my clients. Oh, love that. I'll make sure we link it in the show notes as well. Um, I'm going to go into some quick fire questions. I always love hearing the answers to these. So what is a mantra that you live by? A mantra that I live by is, I think it's kind of like what we've already said that, you know, you always have the choice. Like every day is up to you how you want to live it. And you have the choice. You have the choice how you feel emotionally. You have the choice about, you know, the actions that you take. And let's be honest, we're human beings, right? Some days are pretty shitty. Some days might not be great. But also it's it's about leaning into that and going like, okay, cool. Well, and I say this quite a lot to myself is, you know, if I do have a like a crappy day or something, you know, tomorrow's a new day. And you, you know, it's the choice then to be like, well, I can either sit in this and sometimes it's good to kind of sit in those emotions and feel them. Or I do something about it and I put a song on or I go to the gym or I go and do something. But it's always a choice and no one's stopping you from doing anything. But in a, on a bigger picture, you know, it's a choice about how you actually do live your life. You know, whether you go and move to Mexico, whether you set up a business, whether you leave your job, you know, whether you go and do something exciting, it's all within your own, you know, in, within your own realm and within your own scope but you have to be the one that takes personal responsibility and have the bravery to take that step as well amazing I love that um what's the first thing that you do every morning make my bed genuinely make my bed because I just think that it's 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 a it's a habit that's really strongly ingrained in me like I've done, I've done it for years but it does really give you this sense of achievement. Like, cool, I've made my bed. Like, there's one thing to have ticked off the list. Um, but it also kind of gets you off on the right foot as well. You know, it's just like a really sort of good start to the day. You know, it's a, it's a like I'm up and I'm I'm ready to kind of attack the day sort of mindset. So that and then, you know, dry brushing. <laughs> I love that addition on the end. There's a whole book, I think, which is called like Make Your Bed or basically. Yeah, 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 it's by, it. um, I think it's by, I'm just trying to think of his name, but he was uh, like a Navy captain or something in the yeah. US Marine or something like that. And he talks about the fact, you know, if, if it's the small things that make a difference in your life. It's not the big grand gestures or grand steps mm-hmm. that are going to make a difference in your life. It's the small micro things that make a huge difference in your life. And making your bed is one of them because it puts you in a mindset of, productivity you know focus you know just you're starting your day right rather than kind of in a lazy way where you don't make your bed till I don't know like 11 o'clock in the like in the morning or something like that so love this um what are you currently watching on tv yeah I'm not <laughs> I have this conversation with people like, I don't really watch that much tv um so it's it's not a helpful question for me I'm going to change that to what's one of the big best things that I've watched this yeah, year you can, yeah and that's a good one. I got obsessed with Shooter during lockdown did have you watched that in no, on Netflix it's about this like American sniper but it's great and it's with Ryan Philippe who was in Ooh. um yeah it's it's great so I'd recommend it to anyone because it's also a really good thing like sometimes I need to just switch off and I read so much about self-development and as I said before you know it's great and we need to be doing that 
but then it's also a case of don't be scared to kind of step away from that because you know particularly if if you're really involved in that world of wellness self-development and everything that you read is self-development which i'm you know i'm literally speaking from personal experience you know your activities are kind of focused around self-development etc etc my work's obviously focused around that sometimes you need to have something which really disconnects you from that so because otherwise it can come all-consuming you know and i remember putting a post out a couple of years about about wellness when you, you know you're in kind of especially in London, you, you go and get your turmeric latte, you go and do your, your your yoga class, your meditation thing. And then you go to all these things like I was speaking about before. And there's this, there's almost a pressure then to kind of be more wellness and, you know, everything should be about wellness. And I think sometimes it's important to be like, no, it's cool. You can go for, you can go for a drink, you can go and get drunk if you want, you know, obviously I'm not advocating that, but you know, there are aspects of just like, just being, just being normal and be like having a normal quote unquote that doesn't really mean anything but you know a life that's not necessarily typical to a well wellness life um so i think actually some things like on tv like watching stuff like that like just allows me something completely different to kind of absorb it's like action-packed and completely different so yeah i kind of like doing things like that or even being involved in different groups that aren't necessarily wellness or self-development orientated sometimes to kind of have that other aspect of my life as well because I think otherwise it can as I said before it can get quite all-consuming I think to give somebody permission to say no it's okay you can find the balance between two is really important I love this and it's something that I've spoken about for as well I'm completely with you like I think it becomes a vacuum and I think you become disconnected to being a human being having a human experience I think it can start to I think you can almost start to lose your love for it as well if you're too overly consumed by it. But also there's so much value and, you know, I like to watch Below Deck, read awful trashy novels in between personal fun books. Yeah, same, right? Yeah, love having a drink and going for a dance with the girls because (laughs) it's fun and it's playful and I need that energy in my life as well because otherwise I will take it too seriously. And that's that's kind of then missing the point in itself you know wellness kind of then goes to the other end of the spectrum of not becoming very well and yeah even with my diet you know I used to be gluten-free dairy-free I didn't drink you know I did I've no sugar all I've done all these things before and the balance that I've ultimately come to is just a little bit of everything and just actually enjoying it and just being happy yeah I think that's so true and I think is it orthorexic when you kind of get Mm. so caught up and obsessed about like healthy eating and yeah there was definitely degrees where I was like you know like well I want to make sure that this point like I'll be adding turmeric and chia seeds and you know algae and all sorts of weird and wonderful things because you know obviously yeah great it's for optimal health but when you kind of get so obsessed by it that's when it's not healthy so I think being able to find that balance like you say like everyone loves to like just let go a little bit and you know like going singing and dancing and and going to festivals or whatever it may be or you know watching below deck or something like that or watching sport like I watch a lot of sport you know watching documentaries that are kind of a little bit different I think it's it's just like letting people know that that's okay you can still have a wellness and good like balanced life but also kind of do all of those things that you love anyway deep down yeah, 100%. I love this. Um, when are you most inspired? 
when am I most inspired? I'm most inspired, and this is difficult in a way to say, but I know that from past experiences, I'm most inspired when I'm away on, say, like a holiday or an adventure or, you know, something that, I, I guess something that in a way is bigger than me, you know, like you're doing something, you're sat on, on a mountain or you're sat on, you know, you're uh, out at sea or something like that. And you're, you're really kind of open to the world and you're really absorbing the environment around you. And you're just given that moment to kind of think away from the hustle and bustle, away from a computer, away from a phone. In a way, I used to love going on holiday when we didn't have data on, you know, you'd, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, I can only get Wi-Fi in certain places or, you know, literally you just didn't have Wi-Fi I or something. I still do that, by the way. Well, there we go. So maybe <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like, I just think it gives you that time and that mm. space. And it's like a literal disconnection. Mm. And I think we, we get, we're too connected. We're 100% too connected to each other in a way. Like we're not too connected. Yeah. We need to be more connected in person. We're too connected digitally. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that everything's always on all the time is exhausting. And we need to find a better balance individually and collectively moving forward to understand, okay, well, what is that balance? Because otherwise, you know, this everything's so well, really, really new in the, the grand scheme of human, you know, humanity in a sense mm. of technology and how much, how involved it is in our lives. So we really need to understand, okay, well, how do we ensure that we don't get so caught up all the time and we don't have those moments where we can disconnect? We can think, we can feel that sense of inspiration because otherwise it's, I don't think long-term it's going to be doing us too much, like too much good. Yeah, so, so, so true. All about becoming truly reconnected rather than just through through our phones through Instagram um, yeah literally <laughs> um last but not least what is your sole goal for the year ahead what is my sole goal for the year ahead my sole goal I guess is to really just enjoy all the experiences that I know I've got coming ahead for me and to really find a place where I feel and I feel like I'm very much there at the moment, just really connected to like me and really feel really grounded in who I am and feel really like I'm in a community of people that are aligned to what I'm doing mm. and that I am continuing to learn more about myself, continuing to grow, you know, seeing that trajectory, like the trajectory I've seen within myself and my business this year has been like phenomenal. And I, I look at my goals for like the year and I'd like, they were pretty much hit by like April. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I just kept having to like reassess. But I think, you know, if the more I keep putting myself out there personally, professionally as well, it's going to keep hopefully that trajectory moving forward. So my sole goal is just kind of, I guess my main focus is to enjoy it all and to find that balance and to not feel stressed, but to enjoy the huge opportunity that I have in front of me. And um, yeah, and to enjoy all the Spanish culture and everything that all has to offer. Oh, I love this. It's honestly been such a joy talking to you. You're so full of wisdom. You're so inspirational. Where can everyone find you and where can they listen to the podcast as well? Um, well, thank you very much for having me on. It's been a delightful conversation. Um, 
where can people find me? So the best place for anyone to find me is probably on my Instagram, which is at Fiona Moss underscore. My website is fionamoss.co.uk. And if you are in the midst of a career change or looking to set up a business, there's some free resources in there and the link in my bio as well. So, um, and you can also find the link to my You First podcast in there as well. And we do recordings every other Tuesday live so that you do have the option to ask any questions to our guests live as well, which is a little bit of a juicy bonus that uh, we don't record for the actual podcast. So you get to, to ask them at the end. So yeah, you can find the details to that in the link in my bio or on my website as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Fiona as much as I did. Don't forget to share your biggest takeaways with us over on Instagram. And until next time, don't forget to live that soul aligned life and go after the things that you desire.